You're listening to the Secrets of Successful Business podcast, your go-to source for business tips, tricks, and proven strategies that will help you create a streamlined and profitable business. We chat to the best minds in business about their journey. It is so worth it and it can take time, but it's highly beneficial. How they started. It's going to be really hard. There'll be moments where you regret all of it, but there are such high moments as well and just constantly persevere. What they learned along the way. Quickly discovering what your boundaries are and putting them in place and sticking to them. And of course, we'll ask them for their secret sauce for creating a successful business. I would say to anyone who wants to start a business, have a purpose. Join us as we take a sneak peek behind the curtain, talk solutions for those business pain points, working smarter, not harder, mindset and the challenges of fitting it all in with the demands of today's busy lifestyle. If you're a business owner, side hustler or just starting your business journey, this podcast is for you. Now, here's your host, business coach and content creator, Justine McLean from Flossy Creative. Hello, and thanks for joining me on the podcast today. In case we haven't met, I'm Justine, a small business owner on a mission to uncover and share the secrets of creating and running a profitable, sustainable, and successful business. I've been in business for over 20 years now, and I get to use all that I've learned along the way to help other women in business reduce the overwhelm, gain visibility around their numbers, charge what they're worth, and make more money. It's about designing a life you love that fits into your definition of success. So if I can help you create the profitable business you deserve, please reach out. Now, without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. At the end of January this year, 2023, in case you're listening way in the future, I sold part of my business. Yep, you heard right part of my business. You see, I'm what I would call a multi-passionate business owner. A no-no in some circles, but it's something I've always done to diversify my income streams. And as long as I'm in business and pursuing my passion, it's probably something I'll always do. For any first-time listeners, hello and welcome. Or for anyone who doesn't know my business story, to put a little context around this business sale, I thought it was probably worth giving a little background. Now, I've always wanted to be a business owner, but for most of my working life, I've worked for other people. But back in 1994, just after the birth of my first son, I wanted to work from home. So I created a job for myself as a freelancer. I worked as a commissioning editor for a large publishing firm and a writer on all sorts of ad hoc projects. For the next six years, while my kids were babies, I had the privilege of working from home, choosing my hours and my projects. Then in 2001, just before the birth of our first son, my hubby and I decided to go into retail. We opened destination toy stores, had two locations, sold great quality toys, ran craft and preschool classes, had reading afternoons and themed birthday parties. We were definitely the pioneers of that style of business in Sydney. In addition, we were also early adopters of e-commerce and had an online business. Roll forward a few years and with the retail businesses in full swing and virtually running themselves, Hubby and I started looking for new challenges. I took a job in insolvency. I was headhunted for the role, so it was really a bit of a vanity decision if I'm being honest. But given my finance experience, I had to learn that as part of running the retail stores. It seemed like a good fit. 
I learned a lot, processed many, many business activity statements, and soon earned the 1,000 hours I needed to become a registered BAS agent. But insolvency is a really tough gig, and I missed running my own business. So in 2016, I started a very small bookkeeping side hustle. I had just three clients. That same year, I also had the opportunity to take a gig back in publishing. So before I knew it, I accidentally had a multi-passionate business, a business that wasn't niching into one specific area, but kind of playing the field, if you like. Bookkeeping and BAS compliance, as well as a few gigs in publishing, were my separate income streams. Plus, I also had the opportunity during that time to start working with and coaching some incredible female business owners who wanted to go down a similar track to me. Business life was good. But then in 2020, we all know that the pandemic hit and things really changed. For a start, all my freelance work dried up. Publishers were really quick to can contractors like me and income streams started disappearing left and right. But rather than hit the panic button, I decided that the best thing for me to do was double down on my multi-passionate business. And so Flossy Creative, the company, was born. I officially decided to dive out of freelance and dive deep into my business and bring everything I did in under one roof. You see, up until that point, I'd operated as a sole trader with a single ABN but with two business names, one for my bookkeeping business and another for everything else. My bookkeeping business was something that had continued to grow steadily since 2016. And with no other work on the horizon and no end date to the pandemic in sight, it made sense to me to try and scale that side of the business at that time. It really needed to become my bread and butter, particularly as I'd lost all those other contracts. So in 2020, right through until the end of 2022, I focused on growing the bookkeeping and compliance side of my business. As it turned out, there was this beautiful synergy between bookkeeping and helping business owners improve their financial literacy. I was leveraging one side of the business and able to grow the other side of the business at the same time. It also helped me discover where my real passion was. I'd always known that I'd preferred strategy, coaching, and business money education over bookkeeping and compliance. For anyone who's ever done the latter, you'll know there's a limit on how many line items you can reconcile a day, you know, to GST or not to GST. That is the question. And before I knew it, both sides of my business were firing. Essentially, it allowed me to hire and scale as I went. I was absolutely loving the business as it was, and I'd worked really hard to make sure that I had systems and processes in place. That way, it meant that my staff knew exactly what to do and when to do it, and it allowed me then to pursue things like this podcast, to do some writing, to go and speak to groups of business owners about financial literacy, and do other things just for fun, just to give them a go. Then... October 2022 happened, and it turned out to be a pivotal moment in my life. It doesn't seem like that long ago on one hand, but on the other hand, it seems like a lifetime ago. Business was good. I was really busy, but it was pretty stressful at the same time. And I started to have a few little health issues. There's nothing major, but certainly worth investigating. I had some tests done just before the long weekend in October. And by the end of that weekend, 
I found myself in hospital with a serious infection and on IV antibiotics. And that's where I stayed for the next week. Now, my clients were amazing. They were wonderfully understanding, but there's nothing like a week-long stay in hospital to wake you up to the reality that life is short. And at 56, I'll probably be 57 not long after this podcast goes to air, I knew I needed to take some massive action and change my life. At that point, selling part of my business was definitely not on the agenda. Hiring more staff, maybe, but definitely not selling. I toyed with various ways to take the pressure off and manage my business more efficiently, but honestly, I was making no progress. And that's when I guess you could say the universe stepped in and gave me a little push uh, that I needed to take some massive action because less than a month later, I was hospitalized for a second time. This time I had gone for a walk and a swim at the beach. It's something I do often. The water was cold, but I often dive into cold water. And it was after a particularly stressful week. But when you work in compliance, there are lots of those weeks. But during that swim, I developed something called transient global amnesia. Now, I'd never heard of it. Google it if you like. It basically is where you forget what you're doing and uh, where you are for an entire day or a number of days. For me, thankfully, it was just a day. I remembered some basics like my name and my date of birth, but honestly, that was it. My poor husband had to keep answering the same eight questions on loop for about 12 hours. It was something now that I think of it that I'd seen once in a Jason Bourne film, but when it happens in real life, that's when you know that drastic changes are needed. When I joined the now and started to remember things, the previous 24 hours just hadn't computed. I had no memory at all. And I honestly left hospital after a few days feeling really off kilter and more than a tad concerned about my health going forward. So that was it. That was the massive push. I had to sit down and do a really big business analysis. I needed to see where I was spending most of my time, what made me want to leap out of bed in the morning and what didn't, where the money was coming from, but where the stress was coming from too. And more importantly, what could my business look like if I changed the whole of it, a part of it? How could I change things if I had a magic wand? I left no stone unturned. Through that process, I decided that what I really wanted was a simpler business, one that gave me the time to work with business owners on their overall strategy, using their finances as a lever to help them achieve success, whatever success looked like for them. I'd helped four clients through the pandemic achieve a million dollar plus turnovers and countless others improve their businesses, pay themselves wages for the first time ever, and generally feel better about the business money. So I knew I was onto something and I really wanted to double down on that side of my business. After many, many years of working, I was ready to devote all my time of my business to the area that I loved the most. The first step, I knew I needed to find a solution for my bookkeeping and compliance business because obviously that was my breadwinner. So I put the feelers out. I wanted to know roughly how much it was worth if I decided to sell. Of course, in conjunction with that, I considered hiring more staff, you know, outsourcing more. As I said, I left no stone unturned. And at the end of the exercise, I had a lot to consider. As I looked at my list of pros and cons, I knew that what I really needed to do was sell my bookkeeping and compliance business. And that's where the push pull starts. 
because no matter how many lists you make, highlighting the pros and cons for the different paths ahead, the reality is there's always going to be that human element. I mean, I love my clients, all of them, particularly those clients I'd worked with for many years on the bookkeeping front. You know, those guys who came with you at the beginning when you had no track record. So in the back of my mind, it was, how could I, how can you let these people go? Who can you trust to look after them? Why would you do this to them? And of course, then there's the ego. After the initial valuation that I received, my first thought was, wow, it's not really enough. It's not what I expected from my business. And you know, what is it that I need to do? What bit extra do I need to do to grow my bookkeeping business just that tiny, tiny bit more to achieve that sale number, that vanity metric that I had kind of going on in my head? Honestly, I could just go on and on. The circuit breaker for me ended up being a chat with the lovely Rebecca Saunders just before Christmas. She's a business owner and entrepreneur that I really admire, not only as a businesswoman, but as an amazing friend. And when I shared my conundrum with her, along with all of the research and the pros and cons, I'm sure Rebecca thought I was insane. She looked at me squarely in the eye and said, but if you sold your business today for that initial valuation price, put the vanity price aside. How much more time and energy would you have towards doing what you really want to do? And how much more advanced would you be over the next couple of months creating that thing that you really wanted to create? Of course, my initial reaction was to, you know, just tune out there and think, yeah, thanks. Thanks for that advice, Rebecca. I'll I'll park that and I won't think of it again. But as I drove home after spending a couple of hours with Rebecca, the, the penny sort of finally dropped. I knew I needed to sell my bookkeeping business stat. So I put on my negotiator's hat and I made a single approach to a valued business colleague who I'd worked with and admired for the last 10 years. And I straight up asked him if he wanted to buy the business. I told him what it had been valued for initially and I told him what I thought it was worth. And to my shock, I got an immediate yes. He wanted to buy the business. I was shocked, as I said thrilled, excited, but most importantly, I was ready. And that in a nutshell is my why for selling the business or selling part of the business. Deep down, I was ready. So now I've covered off the why, I thought I would share the how, because if you have a business or if you have a multi-stream business and you want to sell all or part of it, you might be interested to know how I did it and how I set up so that I was able to do it. Now, the first thing that you need to know is that I sold my business as a going concern. And you might have heard that phrase before, but if you don't know what that means, basically it's you know selling a business that you hand over as a complete working business. So there's no close down and reopen date. It's just a transition from one owner to the next with no days off in between. The new owner gets your business name, your clients, your staff, if they're happy to move across all your IP, that includes your systems and processes, any plant or equipment that you have, any handover notes that you can provide. In my case, I had all of that already in place. So it was a matter of going through everything with the new owner and then walking out the door at close of business one day with them picking up the business on the next. Essentially for the clients, it should really appear to be business as usual. Although of course, I did speak to each and every one of them individually, share with them why I was selling, tell them about the new owner, 
because for his sake, I wanted to ensure that they all went across. Now, for my part, I had a hectic week making sure everything was up to date, perfectly up to date, because that's how I roll. But because I had set things up from the get-go, always considering the possibility of selling off part of the business at some point, it ended up being a really straightforward process. So if you're a multi-passionate business owner, or you want the ability to sell all or part of your business at some point in the future, here's exactly how I set my business up when I transitioned to a company back in 2020. And this can also work if you're a sole trader, by the way. The first thing to know is I kept everything separate. I essentially ran each business and it's as its own operation under the umbrella of my company entity. But if you're a sole trader, you could do the same thing, just use your ABN as the overarching entity and have separate business names, for example. Now, in my case, each of my businesses had a separate business name, separate bank accounts, separate invoices, separate systems, processes, and staff, although there was some crossover with staff on the admin front. I operated the company as a whole using zero cloud accounting, but I tracked every single line of income and each expense that related to each respective business using tracking codes. So that alone allowed me to run separate reports for each business that highlighted the income and expenses, super easy. And particularly when I needed to provide the financial data for the sale of my business, it was amazingly simple. When it came to my website, it was all housed in one container, although I had separate pages for each of the service offerings. And again, with social media, everything was housed under Flossy Files on Instagram and, you know, Flossy Files or Flossy Creative on the respective other platforms. Of course, you could absolutely have a separate website and socials for each business if that's what you wanted to, to do. And it's probably a great idea if there's no synergy between the businesses. But Both my business offerings complemented one another. So keeping things simple on one digital marketing platform front, for example, made a lot of sense to me. Plus, it saved me a hell of a lot of time. And as simple as it sounds, that's it. I would say to you to keep it really straightforward, just like I did, and certainly consider doing that if you think that at some point in the future, you might sell part or even all of your business. So now I'm in this new business reality. When I woke up on the 1st of February with an entire arm of my business no longer under my control, I have to say I was a little lost. And in some ways, I'm still a little lost. There was that initial panic about what am I going to do today? And then I remembered that I didn't have to worry about what I was going to do today because everything was sorted. And if I wanted to, it was okay to have a day off. I didn't have that day off, by the way. I was too freaking excited about doubling down on the next iteration of Flossy Creative, which if you're interested, is improving business financial literacy through education and resources for all of the amazing business owners that I already know or are yet to meet. And that's where my next chapter is going to come in. Because over the years, I've been fortunate enough to work with so many incredible business owners who have creative game-changing ideas and businesses, but who have been let down because they just don't get the numbers. Before they know it, they find themselves in debt with the ATO or with their suppliers. Their cash flow is non-existent and it all starts falling apart. And I really want to change that from the outset. I don't want people to ever be in that position where they're trying to decide whether they can go on or not. 
I want people to have an opportunity to to have a business and do the thing that they love. So I'm on a bit of a mission to change the way people think about the business money. And that's because of all those wonderful entrepreneurs out there who deserve to have the business and, and the life that they aspire to, the one that really only lives in their dreams. And for me, I'm a huge believer that being financially literate having a real handle on the numbers or the finances or or the business money, whatever you want to call it, can help every business owner turn their business into whatever they want it to be. And hopefully that encompasses their unique definition of success because honestly, we, we all deserve at least that. As I said, over the years, and I'm nearly up to 30 years in business, I have encountered so many talented business owners out there many of whom don't succeed or don't reach their potential because they really don't understand the numbers and how important it is to get a grasp on those numbers early. So if I can help them to achieve financial literacy or to get out of debt or to price their products and services properly, to reduce their expenses or even come up with a suite of products and services that appeal to their ideal clients, then I am absolutely waking up and leaping out of bed every day to do it. And it goes without saying that I feel extremely privileged to have been able to sell one part of my business that will give me the time and energy to devote to increased business financial literacy in 2023. But it wouldn't have been possible if I wasn't a multi-passionate business owner or if I'd listened to all of those people who said pursuing a multi-passionate business from the get-go was a mistake. And honestly, over the last 30 years, it hasn't been a walk in the park. It's definitely not been a piece of cake, particularly having a business when you've also been raising four kids. And I'll talk about that in another episode. But my advice to you is if you are a multi-passionate business owner, if there's more than one thing right now that's lighting you up, or, or maybe you're just a dabbler, someone who isn't really sure what they want to do or where they want to spend their time and energy, but you know you really want to work for yourself and you want to give a few things a try before you niche, well, I'm here for it. I am squarely in your corner and I would encourage you to start as you mean to continue. My best advice is to get everything set up and running in the right way from day dot or from the minute that you end this episode of the podcast. So it gives each of the areas of your business the attention it needs. They're set up really well. And then that way, if you need to sell or you want to sell, you're able to. But equally, if you need to iterate or reinvent things that aren't working in a particular area of your business, you can do that really quickly and be really fluid without losing all of your income. So that's it. That's why I decided to sell my business and how I set it up to be able to do that. And I want to thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the podcast. I know so many of you reached out to me uh, asking me how I sold part of my business, and I hope I've answered your question. Um, But if you still have a question about being a multi-passionate business owner, or you want advice getting set up or changing your business so that it can be set up in the correct way. Um, Or if you're just interested in in improving your business money literacy, please reach out. Um, You can catch me on email, justine at flossie.com.au. That's Flossie with an I. 
or send me a message on Instagram because I'm usually hanging out over there. Okay, until next time, it's goodbye from me. Take care and keep living your definition of success. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Successful Business podcast. For more information on all things business, head to flossie.com.au and make sure you hit subscribe on the show so you don't miss another new episode. If you're enjoying the show, please give it a quick rating or review, share it on your socials or with friends who might enjoy it. Catch you next time.